0: Welcome, I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. (laughs) Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other shh. Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me and all my nonsense there's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on but i promise it'll be entertaining so get comfy and enjoy the light the august light hello 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 and welcome back to the august light on this week's episode i'm tackling a subject that has been on my heart for a while now so bear with me y'all as i may get a little carried away so as a black business owner I feel it's only right that I shine some light on black-owned businesses, as well as address some of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to our, meaning black folks, attitude towards black-owned businesses. Now, the seed for this topic was planted years ago during an outing with a group of friends. We were having a conversation, and one of my friends asked me if I thought we received the same quality of service from black-owned businesses as a white-owned business basically she was saying are the costs for products and services provided by black-owned businesses actually worth the money based on what customers receive do we get our money's worth when we buy black now at the time i refrain from answering in detail because my response is more complex than a simple yes or no however in short yes we do get quality service and products from black-owned businesses in detail Everything isn't always apples to apples when it comes to comparing businesses. Not to mention, no one actually knows how much money a business owner puts into starting their company and bringing their product or service to market. And people don't always know or consider a person's education or know-how in regards to their business. A person's expertise adds value to a product or service. Consider this as well. Everything we buy in this world is assigned value based on how much someone perceives its worth. Nothing starts out with the monetary amount associated with it, which is why humans assign value to things. I mean, why is gold worth more than sugar or diamonds worth more than steel? I say this because if you are thinking of starting a business, don't let anyone tell you your product is not worth the price you set for it. That's their opinion, and trust, the right customer will find you. If someone thinks your product isn't worth the price, it only means one thing. They're not your customer, and that's okay. Now, You should always research the markets you're entering. But at the end of the day, you'll have to adjust so things fit your brand and your target audience. (sighs) Now, I also need to address the biases and unrealistic expectations some of us have for Black-owned businesses. I honestly believe we hold our people to an impossible standard. And I believe we do it because society has told us that being good enough isn't actually good enough. To be black and excellent means you have to go above and beyond the standard of excellence set for white people. It's like we're taught that great and black is less than being great and white. But that's just the distorted reality that America projects through media and society in an attempt to keep us in a lesser than status. But I'm going to step down from this soapbox so that we can stay on task for today's show. All right. So I brought up the whole unrealistic expectations for a reason. I had an experience with someone that struck a nerve with me. Someone I know reached out to two businesses, right? Both of them offered a specific type of acting class they were interested in. One business was black-owned and the other was white-owned. They reached out to both around New Year's and both studios responded, but in different ways. Now, the black-owned studio advised they were out of the office until after the New Year and they would reach out once they returned to the office. The white-owned studio gave them details about the classes they offered and some additional information. Now, this person was upset and disappointed with the response from the Black-owned studio. and made a comment to me that the response from the Black-owned studio was one of the things that pissed them off about us. To provide a little bit more context, their initial email said they were interested in getting some information about a course they offered and they inquired about when someone would be available to speak with them. Once I read the initial email and the response from the Black-owned business, it was clear to me that they thought the person wanted to speak with them via phone, so they advised someone be in touch when they got back in the new year. Makes sense, right? Additionally, the initial email didn't ask anything specific. The studio's response was a standard out-of-office slash we're closed for the holiday email. In this situation, I believe the sender's expectations were too high, and they should have stepped back and took a moment as they would have realized that there wasn't anything wrong with the email response. Making it a us versus them issue wasn't valid either because, in all honesty, the center could have stated more clearly what they were seeking. Not being able to anticipate someone's needs or read someone's mind isn't a shortcoming of Black business owners. It's simply a skill that most people lack, okay? If we expect something from someone, we must first be able to effectively communicate to them what it is we want. Because if we are poor communicators, it's no one's fault but our own. This brings me to some stereotypes I want to address as I see and hear this a lot when discussing Black-owned businesses. It is often said by us, I might add, that Black businesses have bad customer service, lack experience, and shouldn't be business owners. Now, (sighs) someone posted on Facebook that 70% of Black-owned businesses they've supported have poor customer service. They said some other things in their post, but that was the most glaring and offensive part of the post. Of course. I took a moment to add my two cents, and this person felt the need to double down on their initial comment. Cool. Now, in short, my response was that we need to stop posting and saying things like this because it sets the precedent for how other ethnicities see us as well as reinforces these negative and false ideas within ourselves and younger generations. It continues the trauma, okay? I also suggested finding a way to help the businesses that demonstrated a lack of business experience or expertise or poor customer service, because when you know better, you do better. Also, have y'all ever stopped to think that maybe it's not a us problem, but maybe a you problem or a problem for that particular person you're interacting with at that time? Because seriously, y'all, Black people aren't monolithic. And trust, I get that trying to get other ethnicities, nationalities, and countries to see this is challenging. But we control the images we project within our communities and at each other. So please start projecting more positivity, extending our expertise to others who lack it, being more patient, and giving each other more grace. Now, on the flip side. I once read something in a Facebook group that had inspired me and helped me to shift my thinking in regards to how to be a solution instead of a problem when it comes to these stereotypes. In this group, now mind you, it's like a Black-owned business group. In this group, I saw someone post about a Black business they had a poor experience with. But instead of leaving a bad review or making it a bigger issue than it was, he made the decision to stick with that company until they fixed the problem. He said that he wanted to help them learn how to make it right. In other words, he gave that small Black-owned business some patience and grace to resolve the issue. And guess what? I say that business probably learned a valuable lesson in customer service that day. Y'all, we have to remember that not all of us have been fortunate enough to be educated in business or grow up around business owners or work in jobs that taught us how to run a business. This kind of information is intentionally kept out of our communities, and then we continue to keep it out of our communities because we don't bother to share the knowledge once we have it. You know, it's part of that systemic racism thing we all learn about. Not to mention, if we continue to talk bad about our businesses, it makes people not want to support them. And it teaches younger generations not to aspire to be business owners because they feel like they can't do it or they feel like that they won't be supported by their own community. That's not what we want. We want to show the generations coming up after us that they can do better than us, but it starts with how we speak about ourselves and how we present ourselves to others and within our communities. Speaking of positivity, I want to share my experience with a Black-owned business that provided exceptional customer service. The company is called Butter. It is a skincare line, and I love it. They have great quality products at reasonable prices, all right? So, I placed my first order with Butter sometime last year, and I was excited and hesitant at the same time because I didn't know anyone personally who tried their products. So I was just taking a chance because I'm all about supporting a black owned business, okay? So I went through with it. After placing my order, they shipped it within a few days, which was a win and something that wins brownie points with me, okay? Because in the time of Amazon, we all have these expectations of how quick we want things. However, I'm pretty patient with shipping. Because I understand shipping networks better than most people due to a previous company I work for. But I digress. So, once I saw my order had shipped and the carrier it shipped with, I figured it would arrive within a week since they shipped it from Florida and I'm in Georgia. I also gave them a little extra time because we in a panty and, you know, carriers ain't been delivering on their regular schedules. So, you know, give them a little grace. However, I checked the tracking the following week and there was no information. It said only the label was created, and that means one of two things with UPS. Either the package hasn't been given to UPS, or the package is lost. I didn't assume either, since I didn't know what kind of company I was dealing with, and I know how UPS is, all right? So, of course, I reached out to Butter's customer service with my order information to explain the situation. Now, I was a little upset because, once again, I didn't know how they would handle the situation, And I think it was getting close to Thanksgiving, so I knew it would delay my order even further. So I probably wouldn't get it for like another week. And I didn't know if I was going to get someone telling me it would deliver in a few days or someone who actually knew what they were talking about and would be honest about what's going on. I even vented a little bit to a friend about it at the time. And she reminded me to be positive and suggested that, you know, they may credit me for the order and ship a replacement at no charge. You never know what they were going to do. So Keep a positive mindset. To my delight, she was right. Within 24 hours, they responded with a solution. They apologized, advised the package was likely lost in transit, told me a replacement was on the way and a free sample was included, provided a 20% off promo code for my next order, and told me to keep the original order and gift it to a friend if it ever showed up. I also wasn't charged for the new shipment. That's A-plus customer service, y'all. And for the record... The original order never showed up. However, the way they handled this hiccup with my first order, this is my first order, y'all, was amazing. They understood that the cost of replacing my order was just the cost of doing business. They also knew that making this right would keep me as a customer and ultimately make up for that lost order. And they understood the power of word of mouth, a.k.a. free advertisement that would come from me having such a good experience. Hello, talking about it on the podcast now. If you're looking for some quality skincare products and want to buy black, check out Butter. Now, I know y'all didn't think I would leave y'all without something fun or something I just wanted to do just to make myself smile. So today, it's only right that I shout out some amazing black-owned businesses that I support, some of which I know personally, and they're great people. They're experienced and knowledgeable about their products and what they're offering, and they have great customer service. Let's call this segment the Black Business Roll Call. Today's something fun slash anything I want to do segment, it's simple. I'm just going to give you a quick list of Black-owned businesses that I love. Number one, Act Her, owned by Angela Davis. She's a professional actress and a phenomenal acting coach. Number two, Essence of She Day Spa, owned by Shanidra Gladness. She's an esthetician who does facials, waxes, and some other services as well. Number three, Respire, Massage, and Spa. Owned by Cassandra Dilworth and Yvette Young. They offer massages, facials, and other services as well. They're wonderful. Number four, events by Amaris Janelle. Owned by Amaris Clements. She is a phenomenal event planner, y'all. She does weddings, personal events, baby showers, anything that you can think of. Number five, 3M Design. Owned by Maurice Meredith. He is an amazing and incredibly talented graphic designer, dope artist. He designs logos, custom tees, and apparel check them out now by no means is this a comprehensive list of black-owned businesses that I know so make sure you check out today's show notes for more companies as well as their websites and or instagrams I promise you these are some dope businesses they're black-owned so buy black support them check them out at least and then if you can't support them right now just make a mental note of it but before I wrap up here's your weekly cue what Black-owned businesses have you said you'd support but haven't gotten around to supporting yet? Until next time, y'all. Be a light, and August-like. Come back next week for another enlightening episode. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light. Oh, and join our club, the August Light Talk on Clubhouse, where we will be hosting follow-up discussions.